episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hey y'all, my name is Rainy. I have moved from a lot of places, but I recently moved to Long Beach from Dallas, Texas. Mm. I'm an independent artist, songwriter, and actor, and a current freshman at Cal State Long Beach studying marketing. There you yeah, go. Shout awesome. out. I like that. We're you basically like why'd you take the college route? Why'd you choose Long Beach? That's what I kind of want to hear more about. You could have went anywhere. Why did you end up here? That's a great question. So I knew for a fact that I wanted to end up in Southern California one way or another. Um, You know, when you're in the music industry, there's like three cities you're generally choosing from LA, Nashville, and New York. Um, And I don't know, I've just, I've been to LA a lot, especially in high school when I was starting out and I've always loved it. So I kind of just decided to apply here and see where I could go. Um, and Cal State, you know, it's funny because even out of state, like the tuition's kind of crazy, but compared to the other private universities I was applying to, it honestly seemed like the more affordable option. Yeah. 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 So I was like, the location was super central to Orange County, LA, which I commute back and forth between both of those quite a bit. So Location-wise, it just made sense, and I figured what a better way to move to a new city than going to a school there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Do you have a bunch of roommates now? I have Or do you one. live on your own? Okay. Yeah, I love my roommate, Bethany. She's the best, yeah. but very close with my floor mates as well, so it feels like we're all roommates in Gotcha. A way. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. I like Thank that you. a lot. Yeah. And you made the right decision. Like, people yeah. sleep on Long Beach a lot mm-hmm. as far as, like, I like that it's not a humongous... Like a global yeah, thing. Yeah, I like right. that it's quiet because we don't need too many people coming here. Like, we're, we already got enough. And right. like you said, that central thing, that's why we're laying roots here is because yeah. it's perfectly able yeah. to get to downtown. Like, we're just there a couple days ago, and then you can get Orange County anywhere you need. So yeah. that's awesome. I mean, even before I moved here, I grew up in Sweden. Oh, so awesome. I moved out here in twenty. 20- 17 um i didn't know long beach was a city before i moved i I knew la obviously Mm -hmm. you know you know those like major ones but i had no clue that long beach was even like a city um but i kind of like it as transplants i got a question for the two of you did you know how many like cities were made up of la county no like the fact that we just have like 80 eight cities or something like that like have you ever looked at the list of all the cities that are actually in la county it's actually so funny you mentioned this. Um, my roommates and I were debating this last night because I was like, well, we, we live in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're in L.A. County. We live in L.A. And they're like, Rini, you do not live in L.A. Like, Where are they from? Well, um, Matthew, one of my good friends, he's from Modesto, Um and actually, most of my friends on my floor are international students. Oh, that's so, cool. yeah. Um, so, Nana's from the UK, Toby's from Taiwan. Um, and then there was one girl, Brianna, who's actually from LA, LA, that was um, sitting with us. But it's been, I always like, was so confused. I'm like, well, we're in LA County, we're in LA, right? And they're like, mm. no, Rainy, like, the, you're in, if you're in Long Beach, you're in Long Beach. If you're in Santa Monica, you're in Santa Monica. Mm. And I was like, it was a revelation to me that I'm like, I am in fact not a Los Angeles right. girly pop. <laughs> we are our own yeah. people. Yeah. I think I go back and forth because I think I used to be like, no, I'm not in LA. Like, this is not mm-hmm. LA. Like, I'm in Long Beach. I think now I'm more of like, what's still LA? Like, it's Los Angeles County. Right. And also because Long Beach, I think, is such like an iconic city in itself. Of course. Lana Del Rey. We'll, we'll say LA. Like, if it was some like, super weird like trashy very small town mm-hmm. i might have not considered that like la but this is part of like 
Los Angeles County and just like the history mm-hmm. of it all. So I think, yeah, we're in LA. Two things. We're in LA. Um, there's only a few cities that you can really go, like in Long Beach is one of them. I'd say maybe there's five or six Mm -hmm. that stand on their own. Like Mm -hmm. really, because you'll all say Long Beach before LA because Long Beach is an important Mm -hmm. spot. Mm -hmm. Cypress is not. Fucking Lakewood is not important. Carson (laughs) is not important because it's not on the map like that. They don't have enough talent coming out. Like they just haven't earned the right to Mm -hmm. be like, oh yeah, no, I'm from Long Beach because you put pride in that and then that's what it is. The counties, the, it's funny how it is in a county, but they have so many cities that are literally touching each other. Like yeah. they're just mm-hmm. like a fucking street. You can literally just throw a baseball and just be like, oh yeah, we're in a different city now. Because yeah. in Texas, you actually have to like their space. So mm. you have this, city, yes. okay, we're in Saginaw. And then all of a sudden you're driving through and you're like, okay, now I'm in like Keller. And then you go from Keller, okay, now I'm in South Lake. But there's like... you exits like you're like oh fuck i missed my exit like you're gonna be driving for like 20 minutes to turn around and like figure it out it's not just a little like oh quarter mile all right we're good and we're back in as 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 soon as you pass like the second of pch little shopping mall you're in seal beach Mm -hmm. yeah it's so close we stayed in seal beach when i was moving in yeah that's how close yeah Yeah. so it's just a funny thing to where like la is la the only people the other thing i was going to say is like the only people that shit on that like whole county system are people in the city of la Mm because they have like a specific is there an individuality complex? That, yeah. Exactly. Of like, well, you're not really from LA. You're in Santa Monica. Yeah. That's not LA. But here's the reality of the situation is nobody wants to fucking live in downtown LA. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to live in the city of LA. That's gross. Yeah. Like, yeah. if that's what you want to do, you want to cuddle with homeless people and fucking just get cracked out all day, I guess, yeah. if that's what you're into. But I consider myself a Beach Cities LA guy. So I'm totally cool. I don't ever want to be in like Pasadena or Gardena or anywhere over there. Mm -hmm. Like they can have that. I need to be right by the coast. So anything from Mm. Manhattan Beach down to Long Beach pretty much is the sweet spot, Mm. right? Like that's, I'm a Beach Cities guy. I think depending on like whether I say Long Beach or LA is who I talk to. If I'm talking to like my friends in Sweden or people in Sweden, like, oh, where do you live? I'll say LA. Yeah. Because they don't know Long Beach. So I'm like, LA. But if I'm talking to someone in like locally, I'd be like, no, I live in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think it varies depending on who I'm talking to. And it it is kind of confusing though, because it is a city and a county though too. So that's where like the argument probably started. It's it's fucking LA. It doesn't matter. Now when you go to Orange County, like that's the OC. That's a different ballgame. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. How's your day been going though? It's been good. Um, I had a writing session this morning. Always the best way to start the day. Um, and other than that, you know, a lot of my day is full of just social media stuff and then bouncing them around that and homework. Mm. Kind of, I call it my Hannah Montana lifestyle. I'm just always switching the student mode and the artist mode on and off just every other hour. Mm. It's, you know, wild. But it's been a pretty chill day, not going to lie, That's especially good. without class. Yeah. I like that you yeah. talk about socials. I found you on Instagram, obviously. And thank yeah. you for answering the call, obviously, as of far course. as like we reach out to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people say no, or it's just a big deal to come just make it to the chair, first mm-hmm. of all. Like a lot of people are nervous or this and that, or I don't have anything to say, but it's always great. We know when people are like, hell yeah, let's hop in there and let's get it started, right? Yeah. The number one thing that I pulled from all the content that I think is uniquely you is the confidence. That's what I loved about it. And, you know, I could have looked at 10 other places, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, no, no, no. This girl actually has all the tools to do exactly what she's looking to do. And I liked that. I liked how you're calling your shot because I'm a big shit talker as far (laughs) as calling your shot. That's Mm -hmm. my favorite way to play the game, whether it's athletically, whether it's musically, whether it's just like the game of life. Mm -hmm. It's 
fun when you're talking shit. Like that's just the way it is. I don't care about sportsmanship. Like I want to step on your throat and I want to squeeze it out. And I want to, I want to be like, I want to be like Kino, right? We were just talking like, why does Kino get in there and just fucking grab things and thrash him around? And you're like, he just wants, that's how he is. He wants to kill things. So I love that. You're, you you. know, a lot of the content you're posting is like, Hey, you better get on this train before the train starts to go. You better get on the rocket before the rocket leaves. Right. And I love that. One of my favorite videos of all time, but I would say like if I had top three videos to pick is somebody like a Jack Harlow. I don't Mm. know if you've ever seen the video where he's performing in front of like 12 people Mm -hmm. and like eight of them are like people that he brought. And then you fast forward like two, three, four, five years or whatever. And then it's at like rolling loud and it's just like hundreds of thousands of people. And that's like life right there is Mm -hmm. you got to be willing to start at the ground level and then build it one step at a time yeah. every single day with the writing. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about like your creative process, kind of what maybe a regular day looks like for oh, yeah. you. Yeah. And um, you know, what separates you from sort of the things that you've learned uh, in older versions of yourself, things like Ooh, that, yeah. or younger versions of yourself. Yeah, That's yeah, what I yeah. meant. No, um, so day in my life, it's different every day, but there's usually like consistent elements of it. Pretty much every day, like, we mentioned before social media is super integral to any independent artist um you know there's always the debate around that of should we have to spend as much time as we do on mm. it but honestly it's where the fans are it's where you get the opportunities like this so you know i have no problem dedicating two to three hours of my day on social media right. you know it's a big part of my life um but a day in my life like on a weekday with school i usually always try to schedule my classes in the morning because i'm not a morning person and i know that if i do afternoon classes i'm not going to get up early to do my music stuff right Mm -hmm. so i have to have something that's going to force me to go Mm. i'm a big believer in going to class even if i got home from hollywood like at two in the morning the night before i will crawl to that 8 a.m if i have to because the minute i start skipping i'm gonna keep skipping right so yeah um so i'm always i'm always in class even if i'm late I'll be there. <laughs> uh, so I do that. And then usually I will go back to my dorm and I will answer emails. I will do a lot of boring business administrative stuff because I have no manager. I have no team. I am the singular person working on my stuff aside from maybe my mother handling some copyright stuff. Um, so I handle a lot of that every day. Then it's a lot of content planning and filming and posting and replying to comments Today, I'm going to be going live on TikTok to do what I call like my weekly jam session or the raccoon den, as we call it, since our big thing is raccoons in like my online group or whatever. I don't know what it is. I just love raccoons. (laughs) So it became a thing. I like it. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. So I'll do that. And then I usually have a writing session, whether it's just independently or with a co-writer. I also write for other artists. So like, for example, this week, I'll be writing with Haley Faye Rosenthal again for more of her projects. We recently wrapped her EP, which was really exciting. And then a lot of it is some acting stuff. Um, I'm also the only person working on that right now, but I am hoping to get agents by the end of the year. So it'll be nice to delegate some of that work, but that could be anything from just doing some like classes online or creating casting site profiles, like literally anything. So To be honest, most of my life is behind a computer, Mm. just sitting and putting all the administrative stuff together and getting my stuff going that way. And then like 20% of it is the fun, creative stuff. Mm. But that is how it is when you first start out, unfortunately. So it's honestly not the most exciting day in the life ever, but it's what you got to do to get started. Yeah. Thank you. Have you always 
been super interested in the arts like this and is it something that you see yourself just doing for the rest of your life that this is your thing for sure yeah yeah. um I've been in the music industry since I was 14 so I've been releasing since 2020 what a year to enter the music industry with COVID and everything but yeah so I've always been doing that um been writing since I was 11 so kind of since I knew what music was I was very into it um it kind of all happened by accident. I don't have parents that are in the industry or anything like that. I'm like, honestly, the only person in my family that really does music. But yeah, it's just, it's always been part of my life, even before I was actually doing it actively mm-hmm. as an artist. Yeah. Do your parents live together? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. They both live in Dallas. What did they do for work? My dad, um, he is a business guy, corporate guy in a company called Sabre. Um, honestly, I couldn't tell you what he does all day. (laughs) It's very, you know, he's an engineering major, was very, you know, much more technical than me. My mom is a stay at home mom and she also handles some rental properties we have. Cool. Um, and she helps me when she can, you know, Mm -hmm. so she'll help with the technical accounting stuff for like my merch sales and things like that. But like I said, I try not to put too much on her plate with my stuff. You know, I, I want to take the responsibility on my own as much as I can, learn from it. Um, but yeah, that's what they do. They're the best. How do they feel about you being out here? I'm an only child, so (laughs) they miss me. And I mean, I have to be flattered a little bit that I haven't absolutely (laughs) driven them insane by 18 or whatever. So they do hate that I have to be so far, but they're also very happy for me and are happy that they can support me and, you know, encourage me to pursue something so crazy. You know, I remember, when I was a little bit younger, you know, my dad would try to, like, put me into STEM things because mm. it was, like, the big push for, like, women in STEM and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, like, listen, I have a roommate <laughs> that's a computer science major, and I encourage her. Right. Good for you. <laughs> that is not me. It has no. never been me. I got no. a B in calculus last semester, and I was screaming from the rooftops of excitement, <laughs> you know. So I kind of, you know, would... Um, kind of, I was deterring from that path. And my dad was totally okay with it, especially when he was like, you know, why don't you want to try this? And I'm like, well, I mean, you seem really tired at the end of your work day. Like, I really don't want to be like doing that. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, if I'm going to be exhausted, I want to be exhausted doing something that I love and that I'm passionate mm. about. So yeah, they couldn't be more supportive. They're the I, best. I like yeah. it. I, I, one of my favorite things being with you is how at least my culture around travel has shifted to where going far, quote unquote, is only a plane ride away. Mm. Right. There's nowhere that you can't get in 2024 that's not maximum of a day's travel. We right. go all the way to fucking the top of the world at Sweden to see your folks and it's a day's travel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going just to Las Vegas is, you know, it's a, it's your day. Like, you know, you're driving a couple hours, but everywhere you go, like Texas, I'm sure you can go DFW, LAX, all you day. know, two and a half hour flight, whatever yeah. it is. If that, if the pilot sometimes is hauling ass, it gets there quick. <laughs> and like, you're right there to see your kids or yeah. same thing. It's just exactly. travel. It's like, it's not necessarily like it's getting cheaper, but like if you have it, fucking travel. And it is. Very, if you think about it, like the fact that you're traveling across the globe mm-hmm. for us, let's say, and it costs what, $800 to do it. It's really not that yeah. crazy. Right. Like it's very affordable to be able to even experience the whole world. Yeah now yeah um and like for us i think i can relate to you with the parents of Mm -hmm. like they're really happy they miss us like my parents miss me and my sister because we're so far away we don't see each other every day but they're also very happy for us and i think that is so important when it comes to your kids and Mm -hmm. parents too of just like 
obviously my my grandparents and my my whole family they were like when are you moving back to Sweden and I'm like mm, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen you know <laughs> but they always have that like longing for me to go back right. but then they're always very happy for me and as long as I'm happy they're happy at the end of the day that's exactly the sentiment I think it's so important like when my parents and I were actually having this discussion where it's like at the end of the day, when, you know, you're a parent, the goal is to raise a functioning, mm-hmm. independent adult, right, you know? Right. And in order to do that, you have to be able to let birdie fly. Mm-hmm. So it's what, that's the thing is, you know, if, if the joke in my family was always that the umbilical cord does not go that far to right. California between my mom and I. But, you know, she's like, at the end of the day, as hard as it is, it's worth it to know that you're thriving at your highest potential. Yeah. Has yeah. it been easy for you? You know, to make that switch? Yeah, it's yeah. been easier than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought I was going to be a wreck for a few months. Yeah. Um, but I got really lucky that my roommate and I are really, you know, we get along so well. I knew so many people. We had roommate horror stories. I know, I've heard. Ugh. My expectations were on the floor. Right. You know, I came into it like, okay, as long as they're not psychotic and yeah. gross, like <laughs> that is all I ask for. And yeah. I got way more than that. I got, you know, a built-in bestie. And I think having such good relationships with other kids my age has been wonderful for me. And that kind of made it easier to kind of build my L.A. family or Long Beach family. Um, So, yeah, the transition was a lot easier than Mm. I anticipated. I really thought it was going to be so hard, but... I love that so much for you. Let's talk about my roommate situation for a second. (laughs) I fucking hated all my roommates. Well, you... okay. I was a landlord and a tenant. That's basically what it was, is... You know, I had the spot, blah, 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 two-bedroom apartment. We just kind of had to just get bodies in there. And mm-hmm. it was dirty and it was medically unsanitary and deemed. I like, <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. You know that spot? I would like barely use the bathroom in that apartment. Yeah, like rough. I would definitely, definitely not shower in that apartment. <laughs> I would like not walk around without shoes. Like I would have shoes on. We lived there for two all years. day, every And day. I used to shower at her house mainly, like a uh-huh. lot, because it just got to the point where I don't know how these three four other guys mm-hmm. what they were doing to clean their bodies but i would look in the tub and it would just be like yikes like it was really yeah i would rather how does someone get that dirty for so how are you so fucking dirty to where you're it's impressive dirty. almost and, and <laughs> honestly here's the weird part is like i was the guy the only guy in a relationship they were having girls over there too so you were like bringing girls into that fucking pigsty <laughs> oh god they probably got the ick so fast yeah. honestly i could never it was bad let's talk texas though because okay. i want to know it seems like you weren't in that bubble you know the bubble that i'm talking about so that mm-hmm. made you very confident to come out and leave and go mm-hmm. to somewhere like la and plug in right. here very very easily easy yeah somebody that's in that texas bubble is not going to be able to thrive here to mm-hmm. the level um that you are and Thank that you. you're gonna go how familiar are you with the texas bubble not much that's cool let's talk about it it's hard when there's no diversity mm-hmm. in a place right. and the culture within an area is focused on like one thing and one thing only like football for mm. example oh my god to where <laughs> I do miss football a little bit, right? Fair, to yeah. where like it's a it's a very very different thing. However, what if you're a young man and your ambitions are singing or gymnastics exactly. right. or anything mm-hmm. else? Everything revolves around the football game. Right. So let's oh, no. say you're a cheerleader or a dancer. We don't give a fuck about your dancing. You dance at the football game. Uh-huh. That's about it, right? Oh, if you play in the band or you have any musical aspirations, it's 
halftime at the football game. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you do pretty much anything other than football, it's just not really a priority and there's not enough outlets mm -hmm. to do that here. It's impossible to build a culture like that here in Southern California because there's so much shit to do. Mm, it's impossible exactly. to shut down Long Beach. You right. cannot. We have the fucking LA Rams right down the road that play every single week and nobody really gives a fuck. Like right. it's a legit thing to I go do. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> there's so much to do around here. There's yeah. pro surfers. There's pro hockey going on. There's wrestling. You fighting. All sorts. Singing. There's so much stuff to do right. that it's just like impossible to get out of there. But mm -hmm. it was just one of those things of like... I, my experience at least, and it wasn't that long ago, but it's just, it seemed like a fake niceness. Mm -hmm. Like the Southern mm -hmm. hospitality, it, it's a bit of a mist a little bit to where there are really nice people. Trust me. Like there's of people course. that'll just give you the shirt off the back. That's amazing. But there are also people that have to fall in line mm -hmm. and they're, it's just natural. If you have a hundred people, 10 of them are going to be dickheads. You know right. what I mean? Like it's 20 of them. True. Exactly. Yeah. So you get to this thing where you're like, let's just say you're uh, you you're a, a mm -hmm. mom that works inside of the home, right? right? She wants to volunteer at the PTA meetings. The level of like bullshit that she has to deal with oh of like, god. did you hear that Stacy wanted brownies? Oh my god, <laughs> doesn't she fucking know that I do brownies every single oh year? My god. And it's like, how dare she bring brownies? Mm -hmm. uh, I sent an email that said that <laughs> oh she should have did Rice Krispies, right? And it's just this little weird incubator. Yeah. You know, tell me. So here's the thing. I actually grew up in North Carolina, okay. which is the South. So okay. similar. I noticed the difference immediately because, mm. you know, and it's really funny because um, when I'm meeting people here and, you know, I tell them where I came from, everyone always associates like Texas. Oh, that's part of the South. I'm like, honey, no, mm. it's its own thing. It's its yeah. own country. Texas, Florida, they're their own places. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't count them. In the South. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, in North Carolina, we had. I was actually in a suburb called Cary, and we had a very high population of people that were immigrating from India. Oh, we had wow. a ton of diversity there. Yeah. So we had the, the mix of Southern hospitality and diversity, which was wonderful. It was a great place to grow up. Um, and in Dallas, there's a very, there's a, an element of pretension for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I actually created my own bubble when I was in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, or I joined Bubble, per se, where I was really lucky that we were in the city, so it was a little more isolated from the Texas culture. Um, so we were in an area called Oaklawn, and Oaklawn was very progressive. They called it, like, the gayborhood. It was <laughs> a really fun place to live. You kind of didn't even know you were in Texas, to be mm. honest. And there was a thriving live music industry there. So I actually played a lot at this place called Chocolate Secrets. That shout had out a, to them. Shout right. out to Chocolate Secrets. <laughs> they were the best. They had this open mic. Um, and I met tons of musicians in Dallas from there, great collaborators. And some of my best friends there came from, in fact, most of my best friends came from there. So Dallas is kind of what you make of it. You know, if you're in Highland Park, then yeah, it's going to be, you know, pretentious as hell. It's going to be very snooty. And that's just kind of how it is. It's, I mean, it's like, I think it's pretty, I'm pretty sure it's in like the top 10 most wealthy like zip codes in the United States. Mm. It's wild. You're, I mean, Jerry Jones lives there, so you're, you'd you're, expect that. Another funny thing on mm -hmm. that too is like, I thought that, um, like I thought I saw money in Texas, right? Which right. is cool. They, they have a lot of money there. Oh yeah. And then I came here though. Yeah. And you get dropped off in 
$20 million is a lot different than $2 million. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll say. And then Mm -hmm. like when you're, we're talking 16th street, the strand with, you know, Jeff Carter, Kathy, people like this. Like it was one of those things where as a kid, we were in Texas, rich town of South Lake, right? Like they have good money here. I know what you're talking about. It's good money. But, and then I transitioned to Redondo beach Mm, or Hermosa beach or Manhattan. Right. And then it becomes like, uh, I remember I was working for this one guy and then the lady right on the water, I was like, well, what the fuck does she do? Right. And he's right. like, oh, she used to be married to the third richest guy in China. Like, mm-hmm. to, like, you know what I mean? So, and then she got divorced and like, this is what she does now. She just gets fucking millions and millions of dollars wired on a monthly basis. And like, that's just what she does. So it's a different thing yeah, to where uh-huh. Texas, you know, very go big or just, you know, some parts of the South go big, go big. But and then there's real motherfuckers here. Like there's actual people in California. They're like, oh no, no, we're world class. Like mm-hmm. there's one thing to be Texas class or good in the South or good in America. But like when you're the best at what you do on earth, right. it's different. Like yeah. I will say, the oil money in Texas though mm-hmm. was wild. Like when you would go from a place like South Lake to like Highland Park or Preston mm-hmm. Hollow, you did see like the person that designed Highland Park was the same guy that did Beverly Hills, and you can tell. Like yeah. when I'm in mm-hmm. Beverly Hills here, I'm like, if I didn't see palm trees everywhere, I'd swear I'm in Highland Park. So I will say I did see money like I've never seen before right. in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. But it was like it's the bubble of Dallas. You know, yeah. it's Dallas DFW is massive. It's it's like LA County in that sense where it is massive. But all of that extreme wealth is concentrated, like, right around the city. Mm. Highland Park, University Park, uh, Preston. Um, So I will say there is quite an amount of wealth, like, you know, $10 million homes there. But when people think of Texas, they are thinking of the South Lakes or the Plano's, where you do see, like, a $2 million ginormous house, you know. And usually there's quite a few luxury vehicles in the driveway and whatnot. But... I do think that, like you were saying, like it is a misconception of when people think of Texas wealth. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about South Lake. I'm talking about Highland Park. Like mm. that is crazy wealth. Like I've seen never before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I also kind of wanted to switch now to the way that you're building your career Thank as you. far as like pe- people with older money or just mm-hmm. older styles. That's what we're talking about. The industry has mm-hmm. shifted so much. All industries have shifted so much. It's not a, you know, just music thing. You're talking about social media. If your business isn't on the internet, we were just talking about that like the other day. If your business isn't on the internet, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, if you're honestly, I, we were driving around and I had kind of this funny revelation where I was like, I think within seven years, maybe 10 years or something like that, if we're talking about brick and mortar, like, let's just say we go down Second Street or something like that. I think that let's say we just have like uh, Simsies, for example, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the, you know, the fucking restaurant that's right there. Right. It's going to be switched from Simsies to like at Simsies. Whatever your at is, is going to become the brick and mortar because Ooh. you're able to scale so big mm-hmm. on the internet, right? Yeah. If you have a clothing spot and you're selling everything, you know, online and then, yeah, you want to do brick and mortar because it's fun or it's cute or something like that, but you're limited to the people walking mm-hmm. by your thing. You're going to make it at, you know, Reeny K, right? right? Instead of like, oh, this is my shop hob daddies or something right. like that you're like no no this is actually at hob daddies mm-hmm. so just go in there and you can actually get the thing right yeah. then and there we don't have to wait for it to get shipped but that's kind of where things are shifting yeah. it's so cool i'm in something as boring as like finance but the whole thing is like the best people are the people who are able to pull humans mm-hmm. off the internet mm-hmm. drive yeah. traffic and just really like close business that way right. yeah. so it's just awesome yeah. as far as social media how are you utilizing it because this is the important part like for our listeners 
dinners are just for everybody. Mm -hmm. You're in the process. Yeah. Like yeah. you're in the process. I don't want someone that has four Grammys. I don't, I kind of do. Like if you go to talk <laughs> to John Legend to or come. somebody like that, like <laughs> I'm down, but I'm not going to ask John Legend of like, what is the status of building right now? Because right. it's been 20, 30 right. years since that guy's been in there. You're in it right now. Yes. Just mm -hmm. like, you know, I want to hear about that as far as your socials, how mm -hmm. much you're really putting on that. Because people need to hear about that mm -hmm. because the the general knowledge, common sense is a little outdated as right. far as like you need people in order to do that. And it's like, no, you don't yes. need anybody else. It's amazing that you're like, no, I am doing it all because I have the ability to do it mm -hmm. all. I am yeah. the editor. I am the this. I am right. the that. You know, yeah, all that, the teamwork, that shit comes down the road when you've exceeded all your abilities right. and you're only one human with so 24 right. hours in a day. Uh -huh. But let me hear about just your ideology of like, I love being in control of everything mm -hmm. that I do and not dependent on somebody to pick me. Of course. So the biggest thing about the music industry now is the gatekeepers are kind of gone. Mm. So the way I view it is it's kind of like any business, right? You start off as a small business and you work your ass off on it and you develop it and you build it until you've got all of a sudden you have customers and all of a sudden you have this ecosystem that's making money that is when you get the big investors come in and it becomes a franchise or you get multiple locations it becomes statewide then you know the whole u.s has locations and then it's global and that's kind of what social media has done for music as well where you create your own little ecosystem on there your own little fan base and you lay these foundations and then the idea is that you scale it once you grab these attentions of the labels, the publishers, the managers. That is when they come in. That is why you have to be so business savvy now as an independent artist because you have to create the fan base yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to create the record. You have to do the branding that you are your own A&R now. And so you do that and the idea, the, the dream is you go viral, right? right? You want your song to blow up on TikTok and then it starts to chart. That's mm. literally what controls the music charts these days, regardless if you're a mainstream artist or not. You know, even Taylor Swift uses TikTok. Um, but the idea is you, you, you want that to happen. But to me, the most important thing is to lay down proper foundations for your artist brand and your fan base. Because at the end of the day, virality it, it's so random. Right. And if, it, if something goes viral and there's not a good base foundation there, what are people coming to? What are well, people discovering? Well, it's pretty short-lived. Exactly. Like they hear once. I mean, mm -hmm. I even see myself, if I, if I hear one song on TikTok, that's right. the only song I listen to. I don't look into the artist's exactly. other songs or like albums. Like I, that's, that's right. about it. Yeah. So I love to use TikTok. You know, obviously, like, like anyone else, I am trying to create stuff that's going to go viral. But I'm also intentionally trying to make decisions that I feel align with me most as an artist mm. and they're most, most authentic to me so that I'm still day by day, regardless of a video pops or not, I'm feeding my current fans and I'm drawing in new fans one day at a time. And when I do that, it's, that is going to allow for when that viral moment hits, there's something there. Mm. You know, you look at someone like Sabrina Carpenter or Tate McRae, the reason they're doing so well now isn't because TikTok just randomly decided that they're cool they've had the foundation there. They've yeah. had the brand there. If you look at Tate McRae's branding, you know, she's leaned into ice hockey aesthetic. She's got this whole, you know, she went from like sad girls to like these sassy songs and Sabrina Carpenter, this is like her fifth record, you mm -hmm. know? So these people have been around and I think you can't ignore that. I think a lot of people think you're just constantly chasing gold with TikTok and it's frustrating when you're not going viral, but you kind of have to look at it from a different perspective now of I'm laying a foundation and I'm using this to engage with fans and right. to slowly get more fans so that when that moment happens, 
there is something there that people are coming to and they're like, oh, wait, sure, I like the song, but there's a whole EP here that I get to listen to now yeah. that is really well done and well promoted. And when you treat it like almost as if you are with a label, carefully thinking about each decision you do, it's going to set you up for success as opposed to just throwing things at the wall and mm -hmm. seeing what sticks every day. What does EP stand for? That is a great question. I just know it's a short album. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's I was going to say, I was like, I don't even it's know. What, uh, yeah, yeah, short album. It's like when they're like six songs, basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy that you don't know. So now I definitely don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> exactly. I'm like, all right, cool. I was just making sure I wasn't out of the loop yeah. here. Right. EP, LP is an album. And I don't know if anyone knows what it stands for, to it's be honest. It's all good. You know, just Maybe that's all there is. This, that's that's the word. Yeah. That's right just there. what it is. Yeah, EP. Hey, that's what I'm going to tell myself. Yeah. What I really liked about your music, I did a deep dive too. And I just had, we are kind of vibing, me and Kino, just playing New York. <laughs> I just love how uh, digestible and relatable it is. Thank you. As far as like the sound, the tune, I know that if anybody was playing this in the car or anywhere, nobody's going to be like, hey, turn this shit off because <laughs> it's not something that's like very like you either like it or you don't. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's some hip hop I play that like your mom is going to be like, hey, can you turn this fucking <laughs> black music off? Like, you know what I she mean? She wouldn't say that, but uh, okay. <laughs> she said it with her eyes. I could tell. Sure. <laughs> no, I love her. But it's one of those things where like the way your stuff goes, it's very, it's in everybody's DNA. Mm -hmm. And you can feel that kind Thank of rhythm you. that's just like, a, oh, yeah, no, like mm. we're vibing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's all good. We're having a good time. Yeah. So Thank it's you. just very nice. And I like that. I like that you're talking about, as far as the internet, going where the people are. That's something the value that I want to pull out is you understand that, like, you're not trying to be on a radio or something like that. Right. Like, back in the day, because nobody's listening to the fucking radio. We're mm -hmm. all on Bluetooth. What's the first thing you do when you get in your car? Put your Bluetooth on, right? right? And then just start cruising. So, any business that you're starting, any brand that you're building, laying the foundation. Right. Amazing. I love how you say that. Thank you. And then it's also like, where the fuck is everybody at? Scrolling. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? That's 100%. where. Why? Why would I go? Uh, let's just say, for example, if I wanted some business owner on the podcast, why would I go into his shop when like talk to his secretary? He's probably not even there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's like I have to have the small chance that he mm -hmm. is right there, ready to talk to me, or I could just send him a message, and then he yeah. gets to it within you know twenty four, forty eight hour, two to three days, right. whatever it is, and he either made the decision, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be on your show, or no, like fuck you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, well, I think it's so cool with social media too because it lets you build your own brand mm -hmm. and your own image of like this is actually me because. Right you're the one controlling it and you're the yeah. one putting the content out. So mm -hmm. it allows you to just be like, no, this is me. This is not, I, I just don't, you know, right. I don't have just one side. I have multiple sides. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that you are in control of that. I think mm -hmm. that is the very powerful part of it of like, you get to choose what you, you put out. The narrative yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's, I was talking to my, um, four mates last night about this and I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, like if I, have if I put my most vulnerable self out there no one can really own me then right mm. you know if I'm already at it and I'm already sharing all sides of my life no one can hold anything over yeah. me yeah. um and I think too the a lot of things that artists forget about with social media is it's not even just about the fans um you discover so many opportunities through TikTok. You attract so many opportunities through TikTok and not just when you're going viral I mean I got an internship through TikTok mm. I got you know I've discovered like pretty much 90% of my collaborators have come from them finding me on TikTok. So it's just honestly like it's where the time investment is worth it the most because it's really benefiting you both in terms of building a fan base and community as well as rising up within the industry yourself mm -hmm. and yeah. you know with industry people as opposed to 
cold emailing and, you know, banging on doors in person. It's like you were so much more likely to attract that stuff by just doing your thing online. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's actually so simple now. Yeah. One of the cool things that I was looking at too, I was listening to this like podcast the other day and Mm -hmm. he was talking about, you know, the old adage that's like everybody has their 15 minutes of fame, Right. right? That's like the old school mindset. However, now with TikTok, with the internet, with just all social platforms, everybody, instead of 15 minutes of fame, everybody is famous to 15 people, Mm. 15 different Mm. people, right? So it's like everybody has followers. Everybody does have a follow, no matter how big or small, it could just be your mom, your dog and your cat, you know, but like it is the way that people need to start looking at it and it's just awesome because you're in a not unique but you're in a really great space similar to kind of what we're doing as Mm. far as you have the confidence to do so you have the knowledge to do so and you have the time to do so to where this timeline is you can do you could literally just do nothing for 10 to 15 years and still only be in your early 30s mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the time frame of the body of work that you're able to do right. like i'm trying to do this podcast for 40 50 years mm-hmm. hopefully i hope that i can just keep going and going and, and going by and that going. time you're only going to be 63 exactly. like it's not like you're yeah. dead in yeah. 40 you know in a nursing mean? home yeah. yeah so it's like how do you deal or do you deal with any sort of insecurities or mm-hmm. problems as far as like age because oh, yeah. i'm somebody that when i was 12 years old like i thought i was grown you know mm-hmm. what i mean just because i didn't have any of that like in the nest or umbilical cord shit like my yeah. parents were like oh he can walk all right well go into traffic like figure <laughs> it out don't get hit so it's like yes. where do you fall on that spectrum of like growing and developing i don't want to use the word adult but just as like a human being that's so real and it's so funny you mentioned that because i had that same sort of crisis where i was like i mean gosh i was 14 and i'm like oh my god if i don't make it in 10 years i'm doomed yeah and you know i think there's always like that sense of insecurity where it's like you feel like you're running out of time and it's like dude you you can barely vote now yeah so it's it's kind of funny um But I've kind of changed my mindset about that over the years because especially when I look at when artists are breaking, a lot of times it is on their fourth or fifth record. Mm. And I'm a big believer in divine timing and that things are going to come to you when they need to come to you and when they should come to you. So you can't compare your timeline of success to anyone else Mm. because everyone has their own time frame. And I also look at someone like Taylor Swift who... Even Taylor Swift was insecure about this. Who, you know, she was, she thought Lover, I think that was like her seventh record. She thought that was going to be it for her. Yeah. Like, she literally was quoted saying something along the lines of, you know, this is going to be my last chance to truly have that kind of mainstream success. And Lover looks minuscule now compared right. to the Eras tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's in her mid 30s. So yeah. there's really, I think social media has changed this as well, where. Because we don't have these gatekeepers saying if you're under or over the age of 25, you're like, we're not interested in you anymore. If you create the interest yourself, they really don't care how old you are at that point. So I kind of view it as it's like life's a never going journey and there really isn't a deadline per se. It's just you got to trust the divine timing and know that you're putting in the work every day and not wasting your own time. I think for me, what I've struggled with in terms of the timing and the timeline of things is Mm -hmm. I... If I look at my own content and I, all the other people I follow on social media are around my age, maybe a little bit younger and they've made it. Like they have all these followers and these brand deals and they have so many crazy things going on. And I'm like, okay, well I don't like it's, (laughs) it's that weird. And I don't compare myself nearly as much now to what I used to do. Like I'm, it's very little now, but you still have that of like, 
damn, like she's 24. I'm about to be 24 in two years. Like, you know what I mean? Can I make it by then? And it, but mm-hmm. then I try to just think back of like, no, Hannah, first of all, you, you're not on the same timeline. It's right. not, it, this is your journey. That was her journey. That's fine. Like it's, it's okay. Like, you yeah. know, and you're so young still, like well, I'm fucking exactly. 22 years old. Like it's, I don't, I have time. Right. Like I'll live until I'm like 102. These days, I yeah. have time. <laughs> like I have another 80 years to live. Exactly. You'll be okay. I think too, it's like, you know, in a way we also, because social media is showing us all these different people and all their timelines, it's even heightened more than it used yeah. to be. I mean, it's like, you think, I mean, gosh, you see people getting famous younger and younger and younger. Right. Like, my goodness, these influencers are like 13, yeah. you know? <laughs> I love the memes. I don't know if you guys have seen these, but he's like, when you're a 36-year-old driving to work and you know a 7-year-old makes 10 yeah. times your salary yeah. in a month <laughs> reviewing toys on whatever, it's it's pretty it's funny. Crazy. I love that. It's crazy. It's hilarious. It's fun, though, because it's crazy the opportunities that people have now, right. though, of like, you not just like the amount of money you can make, but just like the things you can see and do Mm -hmm. and experience now that you didn't have before. It's wild. You want to know something cool about you? You're the first person. So basically there was this weird thing that happened over the new year where I shifted how we do like booking for this show. Basically you got left in like, I just had you in a different pile of like, Oh, and then just forgot to check. Cause remember we talked Mm -hmm. and then nothing happened. And then I was like, just moving on to this other pile of people that were booking and you reached back out to me and I was like, that fucking never happens. So like, that's Mm -hmm. the funny part is like, once we get on the phone and we call and you know, things like that, like it happens, but just in the initial like messaging, like, Hey, Oh yeah, I'd be interested. Go back back and forth awesome mm-hmm. awesome so that's why i was like oh she's definitely like we got to get her on yeah. and then we talked and i was like oh it's amazing that she's so local and close like yeah. we were like oh i go to cal state long beach i was like oh fuck yeah get over here yeah. like, so that's really awesome <laughs> but you. i have a question for you hannah as far as she's somebody who's very confident she likes to call her shots mm-hmm. right i'm somebody who likes to call my shots what is holding you back or what is like your process for something like that like why do you care so much about maybe not having 2 million followers, but still not caring to like put that piece of content out? I, um, I think I'm very particular with what I post of like, I want it to be, and it is, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but I want it to be very specific. Mm -hmm. It needs to be really good. If the lighting's slightly off, oh no, no, after we do it, like, and then I don't, and I don't redo it because now it's nighttime and I have to wait till tomorrow and then something comes up tomorrow and I Mm -hmm. don't, you know, um, I think I, I, I get into my head a little too much yeah. with my content, yeah. um, whether it's a lighting issue or, oh, I didn't like how my hair was. or Like, I, I get into my head a little bit more okay. than I should. Um, and I think that kind of stops me from just, like, just post. Just so it's go, a you thing. Go. It's yeah. a actually you as the creator. Mm-hmm. That's where your obstacle is. It's not like a, oh, I care what Timmy from, you know, Canada no, thinks or something like that. It used to be years ago. Okay. Now I'm... I couldn't care less. Like the majority, and even the majority of people that would comment something weird, like, oh, you're ugly or whatever. It's like a private account. They have no like profile picture. <laughs> like it's always those ones to where I'm like, for you're no one. Like I, yeah. it will not bother me whatsoever. So it's never that. It's more of it's like Hannah, like get it together. And then I never get it together. Did you struggle with anything like that? You it's- know, honestly, and my friends will vouch for this. I'm a little shameless. I really don't care. Yeah. Um, I think I had a phase in 2021 where I was just starting out on TikTok and I was 
really dragged. Um, I was like 16 and I had like 4,000 people in my comments telling me how much I sucked. Oh my God. It, and I'm not exaggerating. Oh it no. was literally 4,000 comments. Ew, it was crazy. It was wild. And I think after you've been through that, you don't care anymore. Yeah, you, don't. you just, it either completely makes you shut down or you're like, I'm not going to let that own me yeah. at all. And it's, you know, you kind of have to like let go of the cringe a little mm. bit. You have to be cringy to get anywhere these days. So. And, and here's the weird part for me. Yeah. I don't know how you guys are, but when I do follow somebody, I want like the thing that would 100% not make me follow you is if you don't post very often. Like mm. it's not mm. worth hitting the button. So like just since I've been following you for, I don't know, a week or two, I see so much content and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, there she is again, right? Yeah. There she is again. There she is again. Yeah. Like, like I want to know what's going on. All right, cool. Like just, as me as like the follower it's nice when people are posting like multiple times there is no too much unless it's too much of something that i like don't agree with yeah. then it's right. like well it doesn't matter how much that person was posting in the first place you saw this i don't know it could be like fucking i don't like curry or something like that like that's i don't i'm not a big fan of indian food let's say if it's like so if that person posted indian food three times a day i'd be like oh fuck yeah like that shit looks good but if it's one time a day i'm still gonna be like I don't like it. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. So it didn't matter. It's not the fact that I got oversaturated. It was too much Hannah yeah. or too much Rini. It was just like, I didn't like them in the first place. Yeah. So that's why, which is okay. It's mm -hmm. just not my cup of tea, mm -hmm. right? And the way you want to weed out the people that you're not their cup of tea, you know, it's, you want to have people that are truly engaged with what you're doing. And there's so much content. Everyone's trying to be an influencer mm -hmm. these days. Everyone's going for it. So you kind of do have to post a crap ton yeah. to get seen. I mean, that's the thing is my co-writer and I were talking about this. We're like, how many, how many times a day on TikTok do you post? And it's like, well, if I'm trying to do every day, it's usually only once a day. Mm. But, you know, a lot of times you got to buckle down and be like, all right, new release coming. Time to dedicate five hours of my day to cranking out these videos. Mm -hmm. Oh, question. Mm -hmm. As far as... Um content creation yeah. are you more of the ideology of like documenting as far as getting mm -hmm. multiple pieces of content out or are you in the creative space i mean clearly there's both and you know it's a spectrum but like yeah. how do you go about that yeah. see like for example the podcast i don't create on the podcast i just fucking talk about what happened on the day let's talk about right. this about that it's documenting right so it's not hard for mm -hmm. example to get 10 hours of podcast content Easily, yeah. because i have 10 hours of stories mm -hmm. and, we, and especially when we have new people on to just literally go we're just stealing content from you just <laughs> sit down go where are yeah, you from yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> exactly. so it's like where do you fall on that like how do you do you struggle coming up with new ideas depends on the platform um with instagram i'm very real on my stories i love instagram stories i actually post a little too much on instagram <laughs> stories i think it might with like i've heard like with stories it's like the algorithm, it's kind of like, eh, you should probably keep it under five. And I'm like 15. Because mm. um, <laughs> I'm like, there's just so much going on, you guys. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. And I love reposting when my fans post about me and stuff. Like I always am going to reshare their stuff no matter what, even mm -hmm. if it's going to go against the algorithm. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a big, you know, I'm always going to choose the fan over the algorithm any day. But um, yeah, so Instagram, not too hard. You know, honestly, I get tons of feed content just from living in LA now. Like right. when my buddies and I want to go like, you know, we went to the Mr. Bones pumpkin patch, boom, two Instagram posts right there, you know, just living here. Oh, and that's different. That here, Tell us more yeah. about that. That's awesome to yeah, hear about. Yeah, it's much easier to come up with like photo content here just because there's so much to do in so right. many places that are so pretty. And, you know, you're wanting to take pictures regardless if you're, you know, trying to grow on social media or not. So you said yeah. more about that when we were in Sweden mm -hmm. and it was fucking three hours of daylight and it's snowing out. Yeah. You're like, I just don't want to post anything. 
thing. And well, I'm kind of no, like, I get that. And I think you get it now because at first you were a little good. Well, just make something or whatever. But yeah. it right. was because for me, I don't want to just create something just to create it. I, I, Fair. Which sometimes, yeah, like if I make a video, that's kind of just for that. Mm-hmm. But like, I also want to just do like real authentic yeah. things. Like here I'm at a coffee shop. I'm at the coffee shop, but let's take a picture of it, you know? Yeah. It, when we were in Sweden sun goes up at nine ten and then it goes down at two it's like there's not too much to do during yeah, those like, hours like, so like oh i missed my window yes <laughs> and then and then it's like all dark it's pitch black out after yeah. five so now you're like what the hell like and like flash the whole no it's too much so mm-hmm. here one just the fact that there's more sunlight and daylight mm-hmm. that is a simple yeah. thing of like it's a lot easier yeah. create, creating or documenting or just doing that than if you're somewhere else. Like, it does make sense why the movies were initially, mm-hmm. like, started here mm-hmm. just because of that, what you're saying. So, it's yeah, like, if real. everybody is their own little, like, filmmaker, yeah. why not go yeah. to the best place to do it? Yeah. So. It really is. But, yeah, so Instagram is pretty easy to do here. Um, TikTok is always a challenge because, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're really having to be creative with those ideas. Um, I'm trying to get away from the super promo-y kind of videos where it's like just essentially like I'm I really am trying to get away from being like this is the song of the summer mm-hmm. guys like oh, yeah. content just because everyone's kind of annoyed of it at this point mm-hmm. I, I really don't think it works anymore um it's one thing if the promo-y content works and it used to work like a year ago but people are seeing so much of it now that they really don't care yeah. if you're in your car anymore screaming your song right. it would have to be the best song anyone's ever heard in their life like right. it would have to be all too well 10 minute version status mm-hmm. and you know that's like one percent of any of anyone uh, I, I, I heard one of the best songs i've ever heard in my life actually recently on tiktok are you mm-hmm. familiar with uh victor ray he sounds familiar he's the black brit in london it's funny, I have this thing with guys who are black British guys and they come over here and they like do American roles and they do them amazing, right? They're better than we oh do it. Gosh. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's a thug. And then you hear him on Kimmel and he's like, hello. Like, la, 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 la. <laughs> it's just like a funny thing that I do where I'm like, fuck, why was he lying to us? So it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Like the only guy you see is Idris Alba. I'm mm-hmm. on a tangent here right now. This means nothing, but like, you know what I mean? So yeah. this guy, Victor Ray though, he sings in like the courtyard of downtown London yep. or something like that. And he just like stands on a speaker and kills it. Crazy good. And yeah, yeah, the dude is on another level. I'm going to send you his thing. Yeah, yeah, literally. And we just listened to him in the car and I'm like, this guy, you can just flat out say like he is the best voice of all time. Mm, Like when you're on that level, you just, you hit that ether and you're just like, there's no one guy. You can't just be like, oh, Whitney Houston or Michael Jack. No, you just get put in this golden pot Mm. and it's like, oh yeah, whoever you pull out, fuck, they're the goat, you know? So it's really cool. But that's one of the guys where I was like, yeah, he should just sing. He doesn't need to do anything else. Just fucking sing. I don't, I wouldn't even speak. I would just sing all day long. Like my Starbucks order, (laughs) in and out, like whatever. So have you, are you a big reader at all? Do you like to read? You know, I wish I was. I used to be. Um, but these days I'm just trying to get to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. get it. One of my favorite, it's just funny that you're, you know, a singer and a songwriter. Right. Cause one of my favorite quotes that I got just developing as a businessman was from, it was either Toby Keith or Keith Urban in a book called Tribe of Mentors. And I remember I was trying to like 
become this businessman or something like that. Like I was trying to develop mm -hmm. as like, who do I have to be and emulate and do that? Right. And then he goes like, well, how do, what's your process for creating music, right? And then mm -hmm. he just goes, I imagine that it's a hundred thousand me's out there in the crowd and I just create whatever I would like mm -hmm. and I can't control how the consumer is going to receive mm -hmm. whatever yeah. it is that yeah. I'm doing. So I fell in love with that and I was yes. like, shit, if I wrote music, I'd be on the pad right now. <laughs> yeah. But same, with the podcast, I can't control if people are going to like what I say, what I mm -hmm. don't say, right? So I just try to be authentic. Like yeah. I can't hide. Yes. So it's so funny that you're like, yeah, we're opening up and vulnerable because you can't use that like against me because right. I've already said it right it's kind of like Eminem and 8 Mile you guys yeah. both seen that movie mm -hmm. right and he's like, I am white I am a you know piece of shit I did shoot my brother with a gun you know something like that but yeah. that's what it's about right like create things right. that you would want to consume mm -hmm. and you can't control whether it's going to go viral or whatever it is Absolutely. but it, it could be entertaining at least yeah. you like it right well yeah and if I mean if you're not making music for yourself what are you doing yeah and this is like one of the hardest industries you could ever choose mm. if you were not in love with it like do not torture yourself and join mm -hmm. this industry yeah but no i mean it's just i think it's there's a lot of pressure on songwriters now too where it's like if you're not writing something that there's that 15 second clip that's gonna go crazy on tiktok it's worthless and it's you can't approach a writing room that way mm. otherwise you are going to get a terrible song out of it that is not gonna you know even if the 15 seconds is great if that's all that matters i mean what happened to the rest of the song what was the point of that you know so mm. It you're to create a career as an artist and not just a quick moment on TikTok. You've got to be creating from the heart and yeah. be making things that matter to you. And there's going to be, you know, there's like eight billion people in the world. There's going to be enough people that are like you mm -hmm. that are going to respond to that and enjoy that kind of music. Yeah. I love that, and I love that you're talking about the process because that's one of mm -hmm. those things that we are really big on this show. Yeah. As far as it got to the point now where remember like over our trip hannah asked me like do you like what you do like i'm building a small finance company mm -hmm. which i mean i i do love it right like i like it i'm good with numbers it's just like working out it's just like sports there's right. rules there's this like it's, it is my world it's the ultimate sport however what i love is discipline like mm -hmm. i'm in a weird unique category of like i don't care if we're making dog bowls yeah. I want to just get, I love the process of right. making things and I love the process of going like, Hey, did you work your hardest today venture? Like, I don't care how many sales we got with the dog bowls, if this company's working or whatever, but like, did you do your best? And right. I can lay my head on my pillow and go like, yeah, I'm enjoying the process. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't necessarily yeah. give a fuck if I'm a teacher or if I'm like a candle guy or a barber or something like that. It's, mm -hmm. did I show up to work today? Right. Yeah. Right. And like, that's the process that it's you're talking journey, about, right? For sure. It's one of those things where like my process is numbers and it's boring. Yours is like being creative yeah. and like creating a thing, but it's the same thing of like Absolutely. I'm showing up and we're working out, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. What are your um, biggest inspirations? Uh, well, I'm sure you could guess, but Taylor Swift yeah. is, you know, she's mother. I feel like my generation <laughs> awesome. of songwriters, like how could you not be inspired mm -hmm. by her at this point? Um, so yeah, specifically, I love the Reputation album. I think conceptually, that is one of the best albums of all time. I mean, to talk about finding your people and finding love despite the world hating you, that's like really deep. Yeah. I love that album. I think it's so underrated. Um, I'm a big fan of Lord. I think melodrama production-wise. Oh my god, I love that album. Mm. Um, I love, I mean, hey, who doesn't love Olivia Rodrigo and Sabrina Carpenter? I think they're one of like the coolest, you know, we're finally seeing like the resurgence of like the big pop stars and stuff and I think they're giving us that. 
Um, but yeah, honestly, I really love Selena Gomez too. Mm. I feel like people don't talk about her music yeah. that much, but I really do think she just shown up in a very vulnerable, real place. And I really enjoy her on Only Murders in the Building as well. Like I'm just a Selena stan all around. Mm. But yeah, I mean, those are, you know, some of the people I pull from the most when I'm, you know, really kind of looking for direction, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. I like that a lot. How has your uh, first experience on Natural Thoughts and Talks been so far? It's been wonderful. Good. Absolutely wonderful. It's been we're great. We're happy that you're having a good time. Thank As we're kind of starting to land this plane, we usually yeah. like to ask our guests maybe two final closing questions. Right. So first, is there anything that maybe you wanted to come on and talk about before, you know, that Hannah or myself didn't ask you about so far? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I honestly think a lot of times, like as an artist, um, I'm asked a lot about my music and the stuff that I do, but I honestly, I'm very proud of the projects that I'm just a writer on. Mm. Um, so I'm very excited for um, my girl, Haley Faye Rosenthal. Shout out. She has, shout out. Her EP, My Ghost, is coming out soon. Um, and I wrote, or co-wrote two songs on that, Healed As All Get and Pity Party. And that album is or EP is so, so special and powerful mm. because we are, um, myself, Haley, and all the writers on it are all chronic illness survivors. So oh. that's actually a big part of my journey as mm. well. But um, Are you comfortable? We don't have to talk oh, about yeah, that. Oh yeah, I can but... I can spill all the tea. But um, but yeah, so it's, I basically, I have a condition called um, basically chronic urticaria. It's like hives, but it's not like the hives you get from like just a little allergic reaction. It's very, very severe. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I kind of look like a corpse that's been underwater for three days when that happens. Oh. So, but yeah, so we've all have our own chronic illnesses and stuff. And we really talked about basically like the five stages of grief in a, the lens of someone who is chronically ill on that mm. EP. So we're really, really excited for this to come out. She's made so much noise for the community of, you know, immunocompromised people on TikTok with this music. Like she's kind of one of the few people doing it. So it's been really cool to be kind of part of the pioneers of that in that genre of music. So I'm extremely proud to be a co-writer on that album. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's that'll kinda... be really great to hear. Yeah, when that thank comes you. That'll yeah. be fun. Yes, thank you. And the last thing we like to ask every guest is who are maybe like two to three people that could be Southern California based, but they yeah. don't have to be that you think has a really amazing spirit or mm. a career or, you know, just a fun energy yes. that you would like to see come on the show. Ooh doesn't have to be an artist it could be an artist okay. you know just does anyone that you really vibe with you like their story yeah absolutely um one of the people i'm like most proud of right now is ashley sienna um she's actually based in toronto but she comes out to la a lot um she and i have been in the music industry for years and she has exploded mm. i mean like she's got over a million on tiktok now oh, cool yeah, I mean, she's pretty. I don't know if she's signed. I'm pretty sure she has a full team. So if she's not signed, she at least has that. Um, but yeah, she's really passionate about manifesting, and she kind of combined that with music, and mm. it's really cool. What she has done has has been so powerful and so cool. So I definitely, you know, recommend reaching out to her. She is genuinely one of the kindest people I know too. A lot of times when people pop off, you know, they get busy and they don't reply to you anymore. Mm. They don't want to, you know, catch up and engage. But she's you know, been nothing but continue to support my journey as well. And, you know, is always down to talk and definitely did not forget me when she, you know, popped off like she did. So I think she's a real, like a real person, like mm. just super authentic and real, doesn't let everything else kind of cloud that away. Um, and I mean, I know I just shouted her out, but another person who's not in LA, but might come out to LA is Haley. I mean, mm. she's had 
uh, her story is probably one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard from between her SJS condition and her transition into music. She's also a theater actress. Um, so yeah, she's another one to talk to as well. Oh, that's Fun. awesome. That's that's exciting. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we barely scratched the surface. Hopefully we can get you on again Thank real you. soon. Yeah. And Absolutely. Just maybe we can chat more about like acting yeah, or just, you for know, sure. just Thank you. current stuff that's going on or how we're feeling. And yeah, well, this has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. And I hope you guys had a great episode. I know we did. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. We are back with The Digest. The Digest. Rini K. Yeah. That's a fun name. Great episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good energy, really good spirit too, right? What was your favorite part? I think that she was very um, open. Like she was very talkative, very... Those are the best guests. Yeah. Yeah, the best guests where you can kind of just sit back and watch. Yeah, where you don't have to like drag someone of... um, and and it, I think it was nice to having someone. We're not the exact same age. She's a little bit younger than what we are, but is having someone in that same generation, I guess, of mm-hmm. like we're experiencing very similar things, like social media stuff or school or like whatever it might be. Um, having someone that is a little bit more relatable. Yeah. Um. I mean, we're at the same school. We're studying the same thing. You know, stuff like that too. Of, um. Yeah, it was nice. She seems really ahead of the game, mm-hmm. which was nice to see. I don't get to see that a lot. We Or the thing is, is maybe it's just what I'm looking for. We're getting right. better at that as far as sometimes you're like, Venture, you're always bitching and moaning about what you're seeing that's negative, this and that. Like, where's the positive stuff? And there's an example right mm-hmm. there of somebody who's really chasing after her goals, working hard for her dreams. And that's really dope to see, right? Yeah. She's really talented, too. Right. So yeah. that was fun. Yeah, it was fun hearing... Just, uh, I mean, I think a lot of girls, especially, are in that age, um, are pretty negative when it comes to, like, when it comes to themselves or, you know, how they feel about different things. She was very positive, um, and I, I like that Do you a lot. think young women are more negative today than they were, like, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, things like that? Or do you just think it's more public? That thing is weird to me because... If we take social media, it has done so much good in terms of that, Um, in terms of just like spreading awareness and people being able to share themselves with other people. Uh, But it also has created this weird thing where now people compare themselves to other people or like you see um, you see someone's life and you're like, why is my life not like that? so I don't know. It's it's a weird one because I think there is a social media and just like digital world that we fucking live in has increased people's um, self-confidence and belief in themselves and just being like, oh, no, I can do that as well. And like very um, has very p- pushed people in that way. But then it has also created this weird space where it's like, oh, well, I don't have that. Why does she have that? I don't have that. Or um so I don't know. I think it's a, it has gone up. It also has go down, gone down. I was listening to an interview with Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. and he explained it perfectly to me. 
he says the difference between like young adults now is the fact that you have the physical world, which is very real. Everybody's always had the physical world, but you have another world, which is the digital world. Mm -hmm. It's not like a fake world versus the real world anymore. Those terms and the way you look at it shouldn't mm -hmm. be because the digital world gives you sometimes more value than the physical world does because the digital world actually has more receipts. Yeah. So think about it. Like the guests that we had on yesterday, we asked her, hey, how'd you meet your husband? How'd she meet her? Dinner. on the internet yeah. right so why the internet because there's fucking 75 crime docs that come out every single day about some guy that kidnaps a young lady in a bar or out of thing like things looked good and then little did amanda know all of a sudden this would be her last night on earth right and it just becomes like a thing so why would you like to see a, a person's instagram right well i guess for the guys look how hot she is i guess you know what i mean like is she you know what is she doing what is she about and then all of a sudden with the guys what is it that girls are looking for like i think um with guys or girls when you look at someone's instagram it shows you okay what does this person like to share with the world mm. um are they closed are they you know do they even post are they oh that's a big one yeah. are they posed posting crazy half naked stuff i think it, it kind of are they in a relationship? Do they seem to be? Are yeah. they, do you? Is it, does it seem like they're out and about with friends? Are they on the beach? You, you get to see someone's life in in multiple different aspects too. Like here I am golfing, but here I am I'm a pilot too. You know what I mean? You get to mm -hmm. see so many parts of someone's life on one page that you don't necessarily get to see you know, by just talking to you. Yeah. And the thing is, is like my word is one thing, but the receipts mm -hmm. are another thing. So if I came up to Hannah, we didn't know each other and I'm like, Hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Right. You don't know what's going on. You just kind of have to take this 60 seconds that we're talking about mm -hmm. the podcast and make a decision based on that. Yeah. If I send you something over Instagram or with a link to the show, now you can actually take a second without nobody in front of you. Right. It, like digest the information look at the podcast and then be like oh yeah okay they mm -hmm. have like regular guests on fuck weekly they have a lot of episodes yeah. that they do this is cool yeah mm -hmm. all right hey let's be a part of it and you'll be able to make a decision like that so no i don't want to do it i hate podcasts or fuck yeah this is awesome mm -hmm. and i'd love this opportunity yeah. right so that's what it's about but well, the internet is cool too because with, with like social media kind of like what we were talking about in the episode of like you get to choose what you share you get to control what you share um, and it hasn't really, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes people like, oh, well, it's just exposing. It's like, well, I'm choosing what to put out there. Mm -hmm. It's me. I, no one else is posting for me. Yeah. I'm the one choosing. Okay. You made the account. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to share this. Um, and, and I mean, we even talked about this with, um, my, my older sister of like, um, we, there's this family in Sweden, um, that have like a reality show and stuff like that. And one of the, and the daughter there, she has like this makeup brand. She's doing really well. Mm -hmm. And, um, and my sister kind of was like, there's, she has no integrity left and this and that. Just like, you know, yeah. showing way too much about her life on the internet. So do me a favor right now. Take the filter off. We don't have to say any names. Let's talk about that keep going yeah what is this integrity what do you think is your sister's I, well, what opinion I, well, on what that? i what i um first of all i am sharing things on oh, the internet yeah. which was also like, well i i do youtube that is crazy you know yeah. what i mean i i do instagram you know I, so i am not to the same extent obviously i don't have a tv show yeah. but i do share a lot of things on the internet and um 
So that was kind of weird. Like I was sitting right there. And then it's also like, well, she's choosing to share this. Why Why does it have to be that, no, there, you need to keep this private? Why? Yeah. Why? Like, let's say, uh, and I like with even other influencers of like, they're sharing, let's say like their IVF journey. That's good. Like you should be sharing. That's very private. That's very vulnerable. But it's important to share things like that because there's so many other people in this world that are going through the same thing. And seeing something like that, now you're like, well, now I'm not alone. Yeah. There are other people experiencing this. That's awesome, too. Like the race to 35 Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, Monica Padman started that show. That's probably the first show that's ever done anything like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where you can actually go and expose even younger ladies, too, that Mm -hmm. are your age. You listen to something like that and they're like, oh, fuck, I didn't even think that like freezing my eggs was an option. Oh, wow. Sometimes work will pay for it, too. Like Mm -hmm. if you're in a pretty reputable company, like they have options for that. This is something that I'd look into doing because now I don't have I can actually kind of extend my biological clock Mm -hmm. to a certain degree and things would work out. Right. Like that's fucking amazing. Yeah right why would you not so what is the integrity does it is it the fact that it's looked at as like a playboy playmate of i think it's a little yeah a little bit of like hey well you're just exposing this so that you can get fame so is that or so that you can get money or like oh, like so... you're opening up like this so that you can gain like fame or i think that is where it's from but if if i instead say no i'm opening up because i want to share my journey mm-hmm. so that other people out there don't feel as lonely so that they can relate to me and see here's someone else that is going through mental health issues. That's why I'm sharing not to get attention, not to get money, not to get this. Maybe that will be a side effect of it because I will maybe get attention from it. But my actual reason for sharing this is because I can relate to other people and other people can relate to me. 100%. You know what I mean? the nail on the head right there is the before thing of just you're just on a greed grab yeah easier right. to do it's mm-hmm. just comfortable yeah. is that like what it is? oh yeah they're just doing it because of this mm-hmm. does it have anything to do with maybe how they see themselves or do you think it's just kind of as simple as a uh, that like for your you know that relationship that you're talking about your sister's situation I what think- is the issue with is it because she's uncomfortable taking pictures, photos, videos, and no, posting it? I don't or think what is, so. What I don't. I don't. I think with some people that is like, oh, I wish I had the confidence to do this. Um, but I think with her, it was more of just like, oh, she's so like superficial. She's just doing this for money, or she's doing this like it's not real and authentic. I think. Um, but with there are people, I think for sure that are like, oh, like I I wish I was like that. Like they're jealous. So then mm-hmm. instead of admitting that oh i'm jealous of her i I wish i was her they'll be like she has no integrity she has no class yeah just like teachers there's there's good teachers out there right that really love their kids Mm -hmm. and really like this is my passion is trying to develop the next generation of minds right and this is how i do it and then there's other teachers that are like hey it's just an easy paycheck Mm -hmm. you don't you get summers off it's not that much work right you can phone it in and it's the same thing every year yeah why is it that it's only one way certain industries get looked at as like oh that's the 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 thing to do right hmm yeah kind of weird to think about and i think it's because this the industry of like social media and stuff like that is pretty new of like people actually making a living like that's you know what they do um people still don't know 100% about it. Like, they're like, oh, well, what, what really is it? Like, how how do you even make money? Like, people still that. also view it as, oh, you know, you don't have a real job. Like, you know, yeah. things like that. It's um, a... With, like, teachers, 
they've been around forever. So you know, like, oh yeah, good for you. But because it's so new and quote unquote easy, people have opinions about that of like, well, you're not doing, that's not a real job. Yeah. And that's the thing is you never get to see behind the scenes Mm -hmm. too, as far as easy. That is it right there. Cause you only get to see the final product. You only get to see the highlights. So therefore you You don't don't get to see all the retakes of the video. You don't get to see all the hours of editing. You don't get to see the amount of money and time you spent on uh, getting good lighting. You know what I mean? That goes back to what we were talking about because it's actually the best form of marketing Mm -hmm. is when it's invisible, Mm -hmm. right? And the talent level that you have to hit to become a really, really successful digital creator is when shit becomes invisible. It just becomes a post with a scene by fucking, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people, right? promoting something possibly right or honestly just being authentic Mm -hmm. and really doing it like hey i love these headphones just purely i listen to them every day Mm -hmm. when i work out um this could be a partnership with it it could not be but i'm being serious with what i'm saying i fucking love these headphones Mm -hmm. cool i'm sure people are gonna be like oh i was just looking for a new pair of headphones like why is that a bad thing right Right. but then it's a yeah i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. so you're perfect fuck you're you're on something hot right now to where it is a lack of education and then combined with people's fear of change Mm -hmm. right and it's weird because things are always changing right nothing and it's weird too i hate when you you can't you can't possibly know everything in the world that's fine if you don't understand social media that's fine but why are you knocking it that's it right? just because you don't get it Mm -hmm. it's like me saying i don't understand football so I'm, I'm fucking hating on football. It's a stupid sport full of dumb guys or something like that. That doesn't right? make sense. And then you have somebody like Patrick Mahomes who's just like right. has no, a... No, I mean, mm, come on. You're getting paid like billions of dollars to throw a ball. Yeah. Really? Like, no, you know what I mean? But he's at the but, highest level of that. Right. right. But it's like, I don't understand. Just because you don't understand something, that means that it's negative. That mm-hmm. means that it's not a good thing. Yeah. I hate that. I can't like... Instead, actually take the time to learn it. And if you still feel the same way... At least you took the time to get a better understanding of it. I just don't like the whole like punching up philosophy too of, like I said, when we're in that situation and somebody's literally at the table saying like, what if I was at the table and someone's like, God, all financial advisors and people who deal with money are fucking crooks. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, okay. I guess some of them might not have your best interests in, but if you really look at the top level guys, you don't get to a billion dollars of management or you don't get to a a firm that's worth that much fucking people over it just doesn't work the people are going to find out like you're not going to get referred to by anybody like words going to get out it just doesn't happen right like you don't just get to run some crazy scam to get everybody i'm sure if you look at the top 10 guys they're really doing it the right Mm -hmm. way right and that's just like it's fucked up if i was at the table and somebody said that i'd kind of be like Oh, that's wild. Like, yeah. all right, that's really rude, but yeah. okay. But yeah, for it's punching up, right? It goes back to the whole, you need to put on weight thing. You know what I mean? But yet when you tell a fat bitch you need to lose weight, it's, oh, oh my God. Or, you know, you need to, um, oh my God, the, the stuff you're paying is so expensive. And then when I say, well, like the reason your shit is cheaper is because it's not really that competitive or valuable, let's say, as Mm -hmm. far as the marketplace. You brought up the marketplace. You said this thing's expensive. Yeah, because it's in the premier area. That's why. If I'm driving a Mercedes, nobody says, oh my God, that car is so expensive. I could get a Ford Focus for uh, the same, for way cheaper. seventh of the price. Yeah, Yeah. you could because it's a Ford Focus and this is a Mercedes Benz. Like, what are we talking about here? Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. Now, if you said hey, 
I could get a Mercedes-Benz, the same car, way cheaper over here, that's a different thing. Then I'd be like, oh, maybe I did fucking pay double or price for something. Or you say, I can't afford that. Yeah, there Or you go. I don't want to spend that money on that. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but don't say that something is stupidly crazy. That's and it right like, there. No, be that's like, it. I can't afford it, and that's fine. Yeah. There are things that I can't afford, but am I going to say it's way too expensive? It shouldn't be priced that way. Yeah. And then I no. see somebody with it and I'm, I'm happy for you. Cool. Yeah. You made that decision. I hope that's the best like decision Like a G-Wagon is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. But, but you, am I going to say that it isn't priced right? No. Yeah. It's priced for what it offers. Like clearly it's the value The value is clearly the there. Mm-hmm. Am I going to sit here and knock it? No. Yeah. I fucking want that car. Yeah. But exactly. can I afford it right now? No. I can't. Yeah. One day I will. But right now, no. I have one thing that I kind of want to end on. Hmm. It's kind of tied into what we're talking about is we have, let's say you're like developing a team or something like that. And you want to lead your team Mm -hmm. for leadership style. We often differ on our philosophies, but I want to see where you lie. Sometimes you have to make plans and operate based off of how things actually are versus how things should be. Mm. Right? For example, it should be that when you wake up in the morning, you should be able to walk to your car without the down the dark alley without an issue of like, oh my God, is there some wacko that might be in there right now? Versus when I walk in the alley, I think about it real quick. Like I don't just put dark like headphones on and go, but by no means am I feeling as if I'm prey in any sort of circumstance, right? I just walk down the alley and if something wants to come, like that's a bad day for whatever is in the alley, mm-hmm. right? So that's how things are versus how things should be. Yeah, the alley should be safe, right? But we do have to make preparations Mm -hmm. based off of how things actually are. Do you think that sometimes arguments happen because one person is talking about how things are and then one person is talking about how things should be? For sure. And I think that's where Mm -hmm. it becomes one of those communication things where remember one of the breakthroughs I had was like, oh... You're talking about America and the argument as like a whole. Mm. I'm talking about it as an individual case of like Venture O'Neill. I can make it. I can succeed. And you're like, well, the debt is this, the debt is this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Those students coming out of college aren't going to succeed. I think that actually summarizes America a lot Mm -hmm. of, yeah, but me as an individual, that's America right there. Yeah. It's very individualistic. It's very me, me, me. And, and it's it, always been and that it shows. way. It's always been that way mm-hmm. too. It's never not been that way. Mm-hmm. So the idea too of like these people expecting that or having expectations of that goes, well, where's the data that you're looking at? Mm-hmm. Where where did you hear that like, oh yeah, you're gonna have this really cool safety net? It should be that way, maybe. And, and I think it's I think it's different to expect it. Yeah, you can't ex- like yeah, where did you expect that to come from? But But then you can be like, well, I want this to happen. Let's work towards changing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that it has just because it's been like this forever that has to stay like this forever. But yeah, I get the whole thing of like, where did you expect? How did you, how do you expect? Yeah. Where did that come from? And then you go, okay, now what is step two then? Mm -hmm. Tell me if that's what you're unhappy with. What's step two? What do we where, do about it? You know? you know what I mean? Where are the three people? Can you get three people together? Can, right. can you those three people? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can you actually put together some sort of a movement to where you're trying to do? Because it can happen. It's going to be really fucking hard to do. But if, yeah. that, if you care enough about it, make it happen, right? Yeah. So it's like you oftentimes, I think so much of the discussions before we even start discussing anything need to be, 
hey, um, are we talking about a community level or are we talking about an individualistic level? I think it just goes back to people's communication in general too of like, if you're, if you're saying something, you either say, um, I think this or I believe this or my opinion is or whatever instead of saying it is this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think your choice of words is very important too yeah. to kind of avoid that weird area of like, well, what are we talking about? You yeah. Know? And it puts, it goes back to the thing of, oh my gosh, there's no integrity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Hey, how are you defining integrity? Cause that's crazy. Like that's a pretty aggressive word to be throwing. You don't have integrity. And then you go like, well, why did you not think that somebody could be actually doing this for positive? Right. right. You just think that everybody out here is just crooks. Right. And it's like, if you don't want to share Let's say, let's go back to the whole social yeah. media stuff. If you don't want to share your life like that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you don't have to. That's the fucking beauty of it. You actually control it. And then on the flip side of that, you don't hear someone like you saying, oh my gosh, you're not documenting your life. Like you're not preserving things. You have the opportunity to do this. It's literally just a camera and the internet mm-hmm. and that's all you have to do and you're not doing it. Why are you missing out on this opportunity? That's so weird. You have no integrity. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see anybody doing that. So why is it always okay to punch up mm-hmm. like that? And that's just... It's just don't punch anybody. I think that just goes back to, you know, the saying of like no one um, that is above you is going to like, what are they say? No one who's ever doing better than you is like ever looked down on you or is talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You're never going to hear a hater who's doing better than you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also heard a thing. I don't know the exact words here, but um, if they are like, they're only dragging you down because they're above you. Yeah. You know? Like, you can only drag someone down if you're below if you, someone. Yeah, yeah. So You know you, what I mean? You, you can't it. drag someone up. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, if I'm above you, mm-hmm. the only reason you're dragging me down is because you are below me. Yeah, I You know, it. I'm above you. Mm-hmm. So, that makes if someone's sense. hating on you, just know that they're doing worse than you. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. Mentally, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, this has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. That's right. Love it. Love it. Ah!